So, welcome back to the Beast Game Podcast. And today we're talking about Eternals. Marvel's Eternals or Marvel Studios Eternals, whatever you want to call it. But this is directed by Chloe Zhao, which hopefully after this she doesn't have any more jobs lined up. <laughs> oh, wow. The writers are Chloe Zhao, Patrick Burley, Ryan uh, Furpro, and it stars Jimmy Chan, Richard Madden, Angelina Jolie. And the synopsis is the saga of the Eternals, a race of immortal beings who lived on Earth and shaped its history and civilizations, which kind of is somewhat contradictory. But the movie starts off with a backstory about the Eternals, shoots the present day. There's an attack in London at Piccadilly Circus by something called the Deviant. And then you get introduced to the Eternals. And one of those characters is Richard Madden's Icarus and then Jimmy Chan Cersei there in some loving relationship. And then Cersei finds a slain member, slain Eternal, and the Deviants are somehow rising up. So it's the first time in 7,000 years that an Eternal has died. And then you have a couple of flashback attacks. And then Fina, which is Angelina Jolie's character, starts having these outbursts where she can't control her emotions because her memories of living for 7,000 years starts to wear on her. So she starts attacking some of the Eternals, Immortals, whatever you want to call them. And then you're also introduced to a character called Arshim. And they're the leader of the Celestials, which is like above the Eternals. They're some space god who created the Eternals and the Deviants. Basically, what is happening is that the Deviants are rising up and the Eternals have to put down the Deviants. So, let's start with Matt. So, Matt, how do you feel about the Eternals? Yeah, I thought the movie was pretty good. I think the thing that I am concerned about this movie is that they try to jam 10 characters in which no one was emotionally attached to and try to have it where we understood their plot points in a period of two hours and was it 37 or 40 minutes mm-hmm. however long the movie was versus where they could have had them littered through all the 20 various movies where it kind of around just observing shit i do like it better than thor one and two i like it better than captain america not captain america captain marvel whoa I, whoa <laughs> Whoa. No, no, nothing like that. What's wrong with you? Um, I'm not trying to get kicked off. Thank you very much. You're off the podcast right now. I know. saw opening night, and it was good to see a lot of people in there. I know if you just take the movie for what it is, and it's not going to be a groundbreaking movie that everyone is expecting it to be, especially on the last movie before Spider-Man movie is supposed to come out. But if you actually pay attention to the plot points and how it absorbs into the rest of the universe as well as towards the end scene, you're like, oh, okay, I can kind of see what they're doing. I mean, I trust in what their overall long game is. The short game, it doesn't hit too much, but the long game, it does. So I enjoyed it, although I'm starting to be a little tired of all the CGI monsters. Yeah. Whenever it got slow, it was like, all right, let's throw a CGI monster for them to beat up. All right, let's go ahead and do another. that those G- the deviants looked like they came out of Edge of Tomorrow? Yeah, I got that feel for it. They weren't as chaotic as those things. Like the Edge of Tomorrow ones were a little hard to follow, but that yeah. made them more alien. Yeah. But go ahead and finish, man. 
I mean, overall, I liked it. I understand a lot of people like, it sucks, it sucks, it sucks. But, I mean, when you actually pay attention to all the storylines, and then you actually think about how it fits in the big overall human universe, for the most part, it's well thought of. Although I wish there was more tie-ins in the rest of the universe, especially considering that they went all the way back, all the way forward, all the way back, all the way forward. A lot of flashbacks. I thought they could have probably capitalized on that and had some of the more iconic characters that we would have expected to be around as long as they have. But I kind of have a feeling that a lot of this is going to tie into bigger things in the future and be like, oh, okay, I see why this character is pissed off because of what happened in this particular movie, which, I mean, I guess we can talk about later. But overall, I didn't think it was too bad. It was a Marvel movie, but if you took out the Marvel character on it, I probably wouldn't have watched it. All right. Keith? I agree with a lot of points Matt made. It was not as bad as I thought it was going to be. I'm going to be a little controversial here. I'm going to say that Chloe Zahn was not the worst choice for directing. Like, some of the shots she set up were phenomenal. It was easily one of the better looking Marvel films. Mm. I did not dislike Chloe Zhao's directing as much as I thought I would. The things that I thought would bother me did not actually bother me. Fasos's storyline, that didn't bother me at all. It was well done, well told. He actually had the most human part in the whole story he was actually the most interesting character i thought mm. out of all of them mm. oh my god you gonna keep making these little comments yeah <laughs> you know and i thought she did a good job with creating this sense of dread and conflict the fight scenes and action scenes were done every time they got into a fight establishing that any one of these dudes can drop dead can get killed point despite the fact that they're immortal they're going to drop dead i didn't get that sense in the avengers when watching the avengers movies but in this one i'm kind of like ooh, it was done fairly well in that creating that sort of suspense during the action sequences but mm. i got problems and issues with the pacing of the story the pacing was terrible yeah a lot of tone yeah issues. It, it, a lot of tonal shifts but my problem is just that the pacing and what matt said i ended up really not caring about a lot of these characters i didn't care about mm-hmm. Cersei, probably one of the weakest characters. Now, I don't know if it was the actress's fault. I think it is a combination. Go ahead. Go ahead and finish this. Well, this segues into my next, the biggest thing that I think failed in this. This was probably the most miscast of the Marvel films. Yeah. Was not cast well at all. They changed Kango from a Japanese samurai to being Indian. An actor was, was fine and everything. But like Angelina Jolie, it's like, that's just a Disney it, thing for her. I mean, she's already in Maleficent. So it's just, hey, we got this other part for you. They needed to half those characters, get put five of them, and that'd be it, and not put ten. She was going places with each one of them, and then it got cut short because you had to go to another character. And you did none of them any justice. And so miscast in a lot of areas in terms of who's doing what. At the end of the movie, after all the things had popped off, you know, not to give away too many spoilers or anything, after all the hellaciousness popped off, you get that moment when the big finale, then you had the big twist at the end, towards the end. I, I was kind of like, I didn't honestly care at the end. I'm like, so the next movie, we got to deal with this mess. Honestly, don't care. We've already dealt with something far more dire yeah. and major with yeah, the Thanos thing. Far more important to anything Marvel-related. And these you know, I, didn't even take a part in it. So <laughs> Exactly. And then you had at the end, I'm, I'm going to say, I'm going to spoil it. You got Harry Styles popping up in the post credit scene saying he's the brother of Thanos. And I'm just like, dude, and, that and was. And also the Kit Harrington thing, which, yeah. Anything Game of Thrones related is so 2017. So Richard Madden and Kit Harrington being in the same movie 
Yeah. All right. Finish. finish. You had Aristotle's popping on playing Eros, who is the brother of the Thanos. Okay, that's good. You guys read the comic books. But, I mean, honestly, that pop-up should have happened, like, back during Infinity War. Like, yeah. it, it honestly did not need Or, like, this, even this... that scene when Thanos first showed up, where he's just like, well, I guess I'll do it myself. Maybe his brother should have been there? <laughs> mm-hmm. Brother was against him, but he should have popped up. To what Matt said, he's absolutely right. They, Kevin Feige kind of missed the mark. I don't know why he decided to introduce the Eternals. They should have been introduced, like, six movies ago. They should have been popping up cameo appearance characters or something like that, or people to kind of have who had the information on certain things. Yeah, it was a misstep. All I right, mean, like well, I said, it, well, it's not as bad as I thought it was, but they made some major missteps. In all this. right, well, let me just jump in. So, like you said, I don't care about any of these characters. <laughs> like, there's nothing really holding me on to them. Then I started getting a very Inhumans vibe. From the dialogue and then also just the selection of characters. This really gave me an Inhumans vibe. Like, this could have worked if it was a Disney Plus show. Maybe. Yes. And then Chloe Zhao, I understand that she has directed stuff before. This is really her first big budget movie. I don't think she was successful in it. I don't think she should be directing any more of these movies hopefully not she just doesn't need to be directing this stuff and then just like the overarching plot where it's just like well i guess we're all pawns of this game and then richard madden has to be ersham's right like i don't care about any of that you know what i care about (laughs) spider-man and i think i made a comment a couple podcasts ago that they should have just skipped Shang-Chi and the Eternals went straight to Spider-Man. I'm going to correct my statement. Maybe they should have skipped Eternals and just went straight to Shang-Chi and Spider-Man. <laughs> those, this movie took itself too seriously. Yeah, I was someone like that. Like, and then, like, even with the, the lightheartedness of certain things, the Bollywood scene, like, that is just unnecessarily stupid. It is stupid to put that into a Marvel movie. It's like a leftover scene from Aladdin. You don't need that. Just the overall plot is uninteresting. So I'm just going to say I didn't like this movie, but compared to other things, when I watched it over Black Widow. (laughs) I would watch it over Black Widow. Well, no, let me backtrack on that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So that's where I get at. Yeah. Would I watch this over Captain Marvel? Yes. Would I watch this over... Ant-Man 2? No, I'll probably watch Ant-Man 2 more yeah, watch Ant-Man 2. Yeah. than this movie. So it's just like this thing exists. All I want to say is where's my Blade movie? That's much more interesting character. Where's my Blade movie? Where's Guardians of the Galaxy 3? Give me Thor, Love and Thunder. Like, I don't care about the Eternals. I don't care about the Inhumans. I don't care about these people. It's just not a good <laughs> selection of characters that Fantastic Four should have been in the slot. Yeah, exactly. Should and could have led into Spider Man. Much more interesting Marvel characters that could have been explored. That could have had their own movie rather than these idiots. It's not terrible. It's it's not terrible. It's It's it's, it's not as horrible as I thought it would be. But it is way too many people on the damn screen. It's you got ten characters. It's supposed to be an ensemble cast. And granted, you get what? How many got killed off? Two. Yeah. yeah. I think two yeah. got killed off. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, I mean, technically at the end of it, like about three or four were written off of it. Narrowed it down, but it was a failed comic book in the first place. It never took off. It was too weird. You know, like I sent something about Lead of Extraordinary Gentleman <laughs> a couple of days ago. That's what this kind of reminds me of. It's just like, yeah, let's just get all these somewhat moderate level Marvel characters together. Mm-hmm. And put them into a movie. I mean, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, and I guess it was Warner Brothers, right? Yeah. Yeah, so DC, DC, not Warner, but... But here's my problem. If they wanted to do a diversity sound-off for comic book films, Feige should have just said, X-Men. we're doing X-Men. X-Men. We're doing X-Men and be done. That would have hit... He could have had an all-white X-Men class. Mm-hmm. Hit me out. He could have did an all-white X-Men lineup. And Black still would have like been on board with it because the X-Men in of themselves, it was a euphemism for racism in the civil rights movement. Yeah. It would have been perfectly fine. Would have been acceptable. We're like, okay, we're going to get a storm in the next movie. We'll get a bishop somewhere down the line. It doesn't matter. He could have focused his efforts on a more relevant brand of heroes. Introducing the Eternals and having them throw off one line is like, oh, yeah, I'm Thanos' little brother. I'm Thanos' little brother, Tommy. Like, no, dude, no, no, no. No, it, it don't work that way. It don't make you cool. And Eros was a sucky character in any way, so fuck him. And it, it's kind of like, <laughs> in all of these heroes, like in Eternals, they were all bottom-tier characters. Like, they never took off. Think about the same thing with Inhumans. It's like, at some point, you don't care about these people. You care about Iron Man, Spider-Man, Thor, Captain America, Hulk, mm-hmm. Black Widow, top-tier characters. Everybody else is a step below that. And that step below that, you have Hawk. Oh, not Hawkman, but a Hawkeye. And then like Ant-Man, Captain Marvel. And then the step below that, you have these idiots. <laughs> I can't deny that. Even if you look, look them up in the comic book database, they, they are ridiculous characters. Back from the 70s when, and I'm talking about the weird 70s. Like, not, not, <laughs> not, the, not the cool 70s. I'm talking about the weird 70s shit. It was just off the wall type of shit. Like, everybody was trying to cash in on sci-fi space craze from that George Lucas kicked off. And you just had a bunch of weird shit popping up. Didn't work for me. But again, it was far better than I thought it was going to be. I did not think I would like the action. Like, I was pleasantly surprised by the action scenes. Pressed with the location shots. She did a good job setting it up. Like, that end sequence with Celestials and all that good stuff. That was impressive. I was like, oh, that's pretty grandiose. But like, that's a lot of money wasted for this project. I yeah. And again, like, to your point, Barry, they took themselves way too goddamn seriously with this. Way too seriously. You got you know? Brian Tyree Henry crying about the atomic bomb. It would have been more hilarious had it they they'd done a Thor angle when we saw Thor again in Endgame. See a fat Thor who's eating away his grief and his misery and stuff. While it's played for laughs, you understood there was real trauma behind it. There's the whole thing with the immortals taking their place in there. I mean, you know, Sprite could have been played for laughs or for amusement, but you could have had an undercurrent and Poizal was skilled enough at this script and the directing being solid enough, they could have played those characters and their issues a lot better. But they didn't. They said it was way too serious. It, it, it wasn't entertaining to watch. Yeah, let's just get the scores. So, Matt, what score would you give The Eternals? 
I'll give it a 7 out of 10. I mean, again, it's, they're looking at the long game, not the short game. Although the execution of it to have that many characters introduced at one time was a, a big, big swing and a miss. Overall, I have a feeling that these characters will dive into other movies now that we are introduced to them. Again, a lot better than Thor and Captain Marvel. For me, it was enjoyable because I, I was looking at the long game. Although, post seeing it then, I'm just like... Uh, we waited how long for this movie? And this is the best you got? But again, it might tie into Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Who knows? Whatever. Spider-Man's out next month. <laughs> Keith, what's oh, going? it is. Oh, cool. What score would you give The Eternals? I get a 6.5. I will never defend this movie. So, <laughs> don't even don't, don't, don't like You were defended before. I was like, I trust in Foggy. I, no, no, no. I said I trust Foggy and I will give it a shot. Gave it a shot. So I will say there are problems with this movie, especially coming off of Endgame. And that is greatness. You had two movies that are just great. Just, that had a larger cast of characters and or, did every character justice. Or even if you look at Black Panther compared to this movie, tonal shift is very different from this one to that one. And even if you start talking about cosmic stuff, the last Thor movie to this Frank movie. Ragnarok's a whole other Yeah. Life. I came in this movie after watching Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2 back to back. Oh, geez. And then I went to see this movie. So <laughs> I got in there. I sat to this movie. I'm like, okay, I'm not having fun with this. Guardians of the Galaxy told a way better story. They don't even mention Ego. This, is, this ain't working for me. Like, again, like I said, 6.5. Maybe Chloe now. Hopefully she'll lighten up and Feige will uh, get someone hope, else who yeah. can deal with it. I don't know. This is a miss. Better than I thought it was going to be, but still not up to snuff to the Marvel standards we're used to. All right, so I'm going to give this a four. It's not the worst thing that I've seen. It's not the worst Marvel movie I've seen, but it is close. It is very bland. The stakes aren't very important. The characters are just people reciting lines that I know it's Angelina Jolie playing Thena. Why do I care? I don't. So there's just a lot of things that just structurally are wrong with this movie. I just keep going back to the fact, why was it these characters? And you can say that, hey, well, Marvel did certain things with other characters that didn't have a lot of relevancy, either comic books and turned them into somebody, but you look at Captain Marvel, not very worthwhile movie. And then you have that turned into the Marvels. So she's been in four movies at this point. For what? You could do something else. As I said, I corrected my comment about maybe she skips Shang-Chi and the Eternals. Go straight to Spider-Man. No, keep Shang-Chi in that spot where Spider-Man is. Skip the Eternals. Go directly to Shang-Chi and Spider-Man. And that's the Beast Game podcast. <laughs>